Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. to the show it's a great show it's a terrific show it's a tremendous show and frankly the best and frankly the most contentious because tonight <laughs> we have a bit of a debate for you for your eyes and your ears to enjoy this of course is beauty and the beta my name is matt christensen i am flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host rebecca blonde welcome hello and with us tonight, we've got a couple of people. Uh, critic of the show, fellow YouTuber Spinosauruskin is here to air his grievances with Blonde and perhaps with the show. So welcome to the show, Spino. Hello. Thanks for being here. And of course, friend of the show, returning guest, Memory Holiday will moderate for us. Uh, she uh, will be the expert mom that we need <laughs> in this case to make sure things don't get out of hand. So Memory, welcome back. And thanks for agreeing to do this for us. Thanks. Don't make me turn the car around or no one gets ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the first half of the show, Spino will bring whatever charges or criticism he would like or explain whatever context he would like or do with his time, whatever he would like. Uh, and then Blonde or I, or to the extent the criticisms are of the show, I will respond as well. Um, and then I have a few questions I'd like to ask Spino as well before our time is up. Uh, and then we'll switch modes about halfway through the show. So we'll spend about 30 minutes on this quote unquote debate, if you want to call it that. And then um, we'll discuss the rest of the stories this week because there's some big items to discuss. I want to talk about PewDiePie against the media, of course. Uh, and I want to talk about Milo on real time. So we'll do that in the latter half of the show. It'll be uh, all this and more on your favorite hour listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Now on with the show, uh, Spino, you have been, is it fair to say you've been critical of Blonde? And from my perspective, you've been critical of the show as well. So I think the proper way to handle this is to allow you to say whatever it is that you would like to say at the top of the show. I will also preface my comments by saying, you did it, you showed up, most people don't, and I will give That's you credit true. where it's due for that. Yeah, it needs to be pointed out that, like, we've tried to do this before and no one ever shows up. So let's give it to Spino for that. He's here. Um, yeah, a, a little word of, of advice. Um, that's 
probably because you do tend to sort of insult potential guests before coming on the show. Well, no, you took issue with us, and I invited you twice without insult. Then you continued I, I talking did, to memory. I didn't see that. Then I called you a pussy for not coming on the show. <laughs> one insult. <laughs> one insult. Okay. okay but, Just one um, pussy. That's it. <laughs> but anyway, um, so. Obviously, what started out was that, um, Blonde, you had tweeted out, seeing a ton of blonde, blue-eyed women with, uh, of blonde, blue-eyed German women with Arab men. Disheartening. Is that common in Germany, or is that my, um, or just my confirmation bias? And, um, a lot of people on Twitter, including myself, had, um, had criticized her for this. And then, um... I did end up watching your show, um, a couple clips from your show where this was explained and clarified on. So um, I would still suggest that what had occurred here was that Blonde was judging people based on their physical characteristics rather than their ideas. Can I can I answer that? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's not like I said this about America, where, you know, if I called people Arab, um, it would be baseless because it's like a truly a multicultural society. I'm in Germany presently, where there's an acute issue with Muslim migration specifically. So I think that it's fairly safe to say it's the overlap between the, you know, between Arab and Muslim, it's, it's tremendous. And so it was much more accurate in my current geographic location. Um, well, for one, did you necessarily know they were Arabs? I mean, no, did, they did, could have been, they, they could have been so Turkish, but my issue here is with, you know, with them being Muslim. I don't want uh, native okay. German women marrying Muslims. Uh, okay. Um, so for one, you, you didn't know they were, that, that they were Arabs. You didn't know that they were Muslim. You didn't know what kind of Islam they, um, that they support or, um, or believe in. You don't know what role Islam plays in their relationships but you were still disheartened because you saw Muslim-looking men with blonde, blue-eyed German women. It's safe to say that they were probably Muslim. I mean, the Arab population, it's 93% Muslim. And I wish, I, I immediately said, like, I wish I would have said Muslim. And I, and I did. But, I mean, I was making an observation about my surroundings. And, and yeah, it, you know, it's obvious that I can't gather all of this information. I mean, am I supposed to go up to them and be like, hey, are you Muslim? Are you Muslim? Are you and, Muslim? And, and by the way, Spino, I want to interject here. Hold on, hold on. If you want to talk about judging things without adequate information, you were tweeting out to Dave Rubin. He should never have been on this show. You were, you were after memory for coming on this show without having ever seen a minute of it. You were telling me that you didn't even know who I was, and yet you're tweeting out borderline propaganda about this show. So <laughs> yeah. don't, don't I, sit on this I high horse about that. Maybe, I, I, I have to I stop you there. Do I have Spine, to show the screenshots? Wait, I have to stop yeah, you there. Spino, Spino didn't give me crap for coming on here. It was other people. No, Spino I, uh, did. I, I, Let's pull that um, one up. I, I will show the screenshots. People can judge for themselves if they want to. But let, let's let's stick. All I'm saying is I'm not going to allow you to have the high horse on knowing everything about the thing you're commenting on before commenting on it. But right. And I ended that tweet okay. with, you know, is this just my confirmation bias or is this really common in Germany? So I allowed doubt within the tweet and then followed up with a subsequent tweet that said, I wish it's, I would have said Muslim. But, um, but for one, you you. Even if you said Muslim, you didn't know that they were Muslim. 
Do but you, I, don't you think that it's pretty safe to assume? Right, I mean, you want to strip this so, of so its you context. Just, um, so you are judging people based on their skin color. You're just <laughs> assuming that they have a specific ideology based on averages? Um, do, that, do you want to put this in a vacuum as though this didn't happen in a very specific context in a country with a very specific issue with this problem? Yeah, if it's in a vacuum, if it's in a context where there's no frame of reference, then of course. But you're denying the reality of what's going on in Germany only because it suits your purposes. Right. No, my, my point is that even when you are talking about issues like in Germany, that is still this is still in this case. You judging someone based on what they look like. But you, it's uh, an acute cultural problem here. It's not like I seriously, it's not like this was in America. So I can say with with you know a, a rel it's a relatively safe assumption to to think that these people are Muslim. It, so I mean, are you acting are on behalf you, of like the seven percent of Arabs that I'm, are Christian? I'm, I'm, is that is that what you're I, telling me? Can I ask you one question? Is it okay to judge people based on their skin color? We do it every day, whether we're willing to admit it or not. That's true. Yeah. You do. You do yeah. it every day. Now, is it good or bad? Depends on the context. But if you're going to sit here and pretend you don't make judgments of people on first glance every single day, you're lying. Yeah. And I phrased the tweet as though, which it was, it was an observation about my surroundings. Um, and I, of course, couldn't have all the information. I never purported to know for sure that all of these people were Muslim. I never made that claim. Yeah, uh, um, and that's my point. You didn't know that they were Muslim. But so I can't you... make any, any judgments about my surroundings unless I have all the information about everybody's ideology, even though the Muslim migration is an acute problem in Germany at this point in time. That's intellectually dishonest. I mean, I, I was merely pointing out my surroundings. Yeah, but you also did assume things based on your surroundings. You, you pointed out your surroundings. You assumed this was an alt-right show. Yeah. You yeah. had never watched a moment of the show. You, you claimed you didn't. You retweeted people saying, hey, Dave, why would you go on this alt-right show? You yeah, judged me. You were you were disparaging my show before having ever talked to me. And you want to talk about, you want to ride this high horse about not okay, judging okay. people? You okay, judged that, me. Okay, 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 okay all right, all right. All right. I'm fine. pausing it. That's... I'm pausing it. We're going off topic here for yeah, one. Okay. And for two, uh, for two, uh, I just want to point out something that like blonde had mentioned uh before and after the last time i was on the show i think that was last week holy shit I know, um, right? so something that you had mentioned was that it was more so not even necessarily the the fact that these people were arab or muslim or whatever it was the fact that they were waiting outside the colleges harassing women like waiting for these girls to get out of college, harassing them. And then you notice these other girls were actually kind of into that. So my question as a neutral party is, were you more concerned about the fact that they were Arab or were you more concerned about the fact that they were sitting there harassing people? I was more concerned uh, about the fact that they were harassing people. But, you know, uh, if it's the Islam issue that, that really bothers me. Well, no, um, but... Even with, um, even in Germany though, um, most Muslims aren't necessarily dangerous or terrible people, are they? So okay, I've heard so your stance on immigration before. Do you think that we should deport Muslim migrants, um, or that Germany I mean, should deport Muslim migrants? Um, Germany is probably going to have to deport quite a few people. Okay, and so don't you think that it makes it nearly impossible if they're in relationships and marriages and they have children with some of these native women? That's true. Yeah, I'll ha I'll hand you that. So, 
so do you think it's a problem when when native german women get into serious relationships with muslims with um with, with migrants who do need to go maybe yeah but this is but my point but, again but based is, on your stance on islam too i, you I would argue that you don't know that they were migrants you, you know um all you knew was their skin color you <laughs> Yeah, okay, no, I'm, I'm, but that's I'm such a dishonest thing to say. Yes, you I don't know, know that, but know. it exists in a very specific context where there's a very high probability that that's the yeah. case. Yeah, over 93%. Uh, okay, so that's a, okay, that's, okay, that's a higher probability. Very high. A much again, higher probability. It's not like a little bit higher. It's like very, very likely. Very likely. <laughs> but again, my point is, for one, you, you didn't know that they were migrants. You didn't know... Um, you. You weren't entirely sure they were Muslims. You didn't know. Um, you didn't know what kind of Islam that they um, that they practiced. You didn't know what so role is Islam. So, is your position there's a secret society of non-migrant Muslims committing a high degree of crime in Germany? I mean, I, I don't understand how that's an unreasonable assumption on her part. And I'll grant you that it was poorly phrased. And I understand if you take the tweet in a in a context vacuum, like you want to present it, you could you could interpret it in a racial way. Absolutely, it's a poorly phrased tweet, and Blonde will own up to that. Yeah, but, yeah. But I don't understand how you think the assumptions that she though. made are unreasonable. The the assumptions she made were judging people based upon their skin color. <laughs> so you can't make any assessments about the things around you without gathering all of the details of these people. Is that what you're I telling wouldn't... me? I mean, how do you do anything in life without without those judgments? Blonde. Did, did you or did you not judge them based upon their skin color? I assumed that they were Muslim because it is overwhelmingly likely that they yeah. are. Okay. So did you or did you not judge them based upon their skin color? Uh, I mean, I assumed that they were Muslim. I assumed that they hold an ideology based upon their appearance that they overwhelmingly likely that they do. I'm going to um I'm going to hold you to you your same. You are not answering my you, you aren't answering my question directly. Did you or did, I did. you not? I did. You're judge you're trying to person? you're trying to box yeah. me into the, this yes or no shit. You're Okay. No. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to hold you to your same standards, Spino. Yeah. Here's here's really. a clip from your video. Then you can come to the big kid table and actually discuss, you know, solutions to real political issues rather than there's not going to be enough white people for my liking. No, fuck off and the ever-growing white genocide movement. <laughs> okay, I, I used to think the concept of white genocide happening was funny, but uh, white genocide movement? <laughs> you are... Did, did you or amazing. did you not judge people by their skin color? In that <laughs> clip? Um, no. How, how not? I don't see how I judged them based upon their skin color. Well, white genocide well, specifically I, is hilarious, right? The concept yes, of white yeah, genocide yeah, the happening. Concept of white ge yeah, the concept of white genocide happening, as far as I'm concerned, is a ridiculous conspiracy theory. Okay. Which, that, that was what I was laughing at there. And, and even then... But, even but if, if I, I take that into... Well, hold on. I'm not going to give you context if you're not going to award context. Right, like, right. So, uh, so... No, I, I, I awarded the context. Blonde explained it. And I don't think it changes the fact that what, um, that what, that what Blonde did... Whether or not I did it, which is just um, which is a two quakway argument, I could be um, I could be the biggest racist in the world, and if I came here and criticized blonde, I could be a hypocrite, but I could still be okay. right. Okay. Let me let me let me ask you this because I want to get this portion of it in as well. Let me let me grant everything you're saying. Let's say blonde's a racist. Blonde judges people by the color of their skin. Fine. You want that granted? 
granted for the sake of this argument. What I want to know is, why do you think it's appropriate to go after guests of this show just for coming on the show and not even necessarily agreeing with those statements? Specifically, I want to know why it's appropriate to go after Dave Rubin. Um, I don't necessarily think this is relevant. I don't think I. Um, I don't think we managed to finish our point on what uh, on what had just occurred. Okay, I, I I'm going to ask, gonna ask the question. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But I, I, I think maybe going after uh, maybe going after your show and going after Ruben was uncalled Okay, fair, it, fair it, enough. Okay, I then I appreciate that because I my position is this: I don't care. You 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 can have whatever <laughs> criticism of blonde you want of her ideas, of my ideas. When you start doing this witch hunting by association and saying you went on that show and you didn't call them terrible people, you went on that show and you didn't tell them how they're wrong about X, Y, and Z, that's where I draw the line. And I think you're very dangerous, dangerously close to overstepping that. In fact, I think you've overstepped it several times. Right. And he did do that to memory. He said, memory, you know that you're better than this. When she tried to make a joke and defend me a little bit, um, he said, wrong wording, seriously, me memory, you know you're better than this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but that that was that was specifically about this um, argument. Um, you also went after Black Pigeon Speaks um, because he retweeted it, and then you said about him. I'm pointing out that Black Pigeon Speaks has claimed not to be a white nationalist, but retweeted this. So just based yeah, on his uh, association with me retweeting this single tweet, no, you're no, saying yeah, well, that he's yeah, a white nationalist. Um. No, I'm. And I have no association okay. with him. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's let's go back to the point, though. Can, can we just go back well, to the point? You, you that, did concede. Well, now and I appreciate it. You haven't, uh, yeah. you you, you, no, he did you concede, and I appreciate whether, that. Um, if, okay. if you if you, you if you concede that it's not right to go after associates of this show, then I'm comfortable moving on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair um, enough. Now, can, yeah, can we go back to the um? Can we go back to the question? Do you or do you not think that judging people based upon their skin color is fair or not? Whether or not I did it. Uh, is, if, if I, is, um, is fair. I don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. What, what's fair? Situation. Was, this, um, was this or was this not judging people based upon their skin color? It's it's also on their identity, not on their ideas. It was, it's also, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, it's in, it's in a very specific context. Now, if I'm in a vacuum, you want to create this context vacuum like you're describing, and a person comes before me and I have no knowledge of the world around me through which to make a snap judgment of that person as we do with every single person we encounter every single day, then yeah, skin color is probably a bad choice. Uh, in this specific context in which there is a very real problem that you can definitely look at a person and say, that's likely a German national, and that's likely an Islamic uh, immigrant, then no, I don't grant that it's an unreasonable judgment. So judging people based upon their skin color and identity is... Well, what do you mean judgment? Okay. My, judge, my judgment that I'm making in that case is where are these people from? That it's, is, it, is it ridiculous to see someone who looks like an American and say that's probably an American? Um, yeah, because they could be British, they could be French. What if I have like a God Australian. bless the USA shirt on? I mean, th there are several visual indicators. Yeah, okay, we use. yeah, that, 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 um, but that's further than skin color, isn't it? No, no. What, you're, you're, what you're talking about is visual cues, visual, visual cues, right? They were also behaving in a sexually aggressive way, which uh, Muslim migrants in Germany are notorious for and all over Western Europe. So I had more information than just the color of their skin. I saw how they were behaving. Um, 
or how are they were conducting themselves, how are they were treating native German women. Yeah, but, but like I said, you didn't, uh, for one, you didn't know they were migrants, you didn't know they were Arab, you didn't know they were Muslim. They, they, they were very likely many of these things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were. So you are okay. still judging them based upon physical characteristics. Based on their is this not identity politics? Is this not identity politics? Why is it morally <laughs> inferior to judge the world around us based on the cues that are observable? And if you're wrong, of course, you say, oh, looks like I was wrong. I'll reassess my perception. I guess I'm, what I'm failing to see is this this moral case that you're making that it is somehow morally wrong to observe what she observed and reach conclusions based on it. Well, that's not what was going on here. It, what it, was it going wasn't. On? It wasn't just. It wasn't just. Um, it wasn't just making an observation and getting conclusions because that that's that's a very very vague way to put it. What, what I said, is this my was, confirmation bias, or is this something that's very common in Germany? I said that, yeah, in the and tweet. I think, and I think I'm answering your question here. This is probably your bias. Is okay, it though? Because enough. this is a problem in Germany. I mean, specifically to Western Europe, this is a tremendous problem. Their biggest problem in the country right now. I mean, could, should I look at this group of people that's acting sexually aggressively? They appear to be Muslim migrants and be like, oh, they're probably Christian. I mean, would it, would, let me put it this way. Is, it, is there a moral difference in her tweet if she would have said, um, I'm observing what I observe or what I assume to be German women being picked up or harassed or whatever by what I, who I assume to be migrant men i mean is it just an issue of qualifying what she knows to be 100 percent true or not that that's that's the <clears> dispute <throat> you have well uh, well that's my point is uh, is assuming based upon skin color so should i make right, no but... assessments about the migrant situation because i'm not sure if any of these people are migrants for sure unless i ask them and talk to them well, about me, where me, they came from how about, how, how about this spinal let me ask you a question so i um i'm i'm you know a reasonably tall guy i'm six feet tall but if I if I see someone out there, uh, and he and he's African American or whatever, um, maybe I don't even know how tall he is, and I assume oh, he could probably he could probably beat me at basketball. Is that a is that a morally inferior judgment? <laughs> yeah, it, that that seems like an assumption that's not really based upon a huge amount of evidence. But black people <laughs> are taller on average. Okay, okay, so they're taller on average. But what if he isn't taller than you? Looking at what if, what if I don't know? Difference. What if I just see a picture of him? Exactly. If you don't know, then why are you assuming something like that? You're assuming they, based Because they're taller on average and they're probably better than me at basketball. I do kind of think that is a weird analogy to make, though. Yeah. Um, because maybe they don't want to play basketball. Well, he might be, he might be bad. <laughs> he might be bad. But I'm saying this is a, this is a judgment call um, that may or may not be correct. But what I'm saying is I don't think I'm morally inferior or I don't think there's a moral problem with making that with making that guess in my head. Well, um, so you are OK with judging people based upon their skin color, then? judging people as inferior or superior, not not generally, no. Which but, I didn't do either. But am I? No, but am no, I just, okay just with judging? Just judging. Um, just making assumptions about their ideology, culture, values, their behavior, 
um, and how dangerous they are based upon their skin color. Especially in, in specific contexts where they tend to be dangerous, yes. But but you're trying to make it into so, this, so what this is, moral so what is that? Um, so what is that called? It, what is judging what called? people based what is what is assuming things about people based upon their skin color oh, oh it's racist you, 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 you got us you got racist. you got me i'm a racist that's my point is okay you go oh i'm a racist now what now i know what? you uh you, you don't you don't understand why judging people based upon their skin color is wrong okay in, so in a I, context vacuum i do but this is not a context vacuum I'm going to step in here real quick. So we've beaten this dead horse a couple of times. <laughs> rather rather than trying to get whatever your, the point is across by by asking the same question, maybe it'll it'll come better in, in better context. We'll be able to understand it if you explain why you have issues with it. Not necessarily like assume that we're dumb. Assume that we don't understand what you mean, Spino. And, and explain okay. like exactly what your issue is with it not that you necessarily like want to want i don't know it just kind of feels like we're just beating the same horse over and over again okay so i am genuinely concerned with uh with, with immigration um with islam with um with a lot of these issues but i've had difficulty with trying to tackle it and that's for two reasons Number one, there is a significant number of extreme radicals who very often take over conversation. Um, and two, there is another kind of extreme radicals who wants to shut down the conversation because they assume concern with Islam is synonymous with racism. And um, I would rather try and prevent that assumption from being um, from being um taken seriously and when someone will say i am actually judging people based upon their skin color but this is okay but i'm not racist i'm just concerned with islam that kind of um that kind of messes with every single person who lives in a um in, in a uh, a european country that doesn't have freedom of speech deals um has to deal with hate speech laws and uh, especially someone like kraut and t um, and therefore is, um, then when they say I am concerned with Islam, that can be painted to be that they are racist. I think I, I think I understand they can be what you they, they can be hit with, um, they can be hit with things like hate speech laws at that point. I think, I think I understand the, the greater context, not necessarily like the exact context, but like, <laughs> so, so just, just to assume if I'm if I'm getting you correctly, it's more that you're worried about uh, people not necessarily misrepresenting, but kind of the conversation getting muddied and and sort of nitpicking to the point that it's no longer a conversation, and then these these things that are truly important that need to be talked about are no longer actually talked about, and it's just a matter of like sort of identity politics. Basically. Yes, exactly. So that's the same way that that blonde feels. Yeah, yeah. but m my point just is, just going I think, about it differently. Yeah. Right, and, and you have called me was... an alt right infiltrator before. You seem like you're really obsessed with 
with locking down on this on this group of people that is presenting as civic nationalists, but they're actually racist. I've seen you do it to, to several people. And I think that's what you what you did here. I mean, if you look through my tweet history, I've never mentioned uh, anything like this. I've never talked about race mixing, nothing like that before. I think if you know me, if you watch my show, if you read my previous tweets, it was sandwiched between a bunch of tweets about the Islamification of the Western world. Um, you would see that I was clearly oh, like, talking oh, about Islam, then, like and then I, I immediately conceded. I immediately conceded and uh, and wrote a tweet saying that you know I wish I would have said Muslim. Uh, and again, like I said, I don't. Uh, you you could not have assumed. Um, you could not have said Muslim because you didn't know that they were Muslim. So I can't make. Okay. I mean, we're just going right, around. Right. So well, let's let's say this: <laughs> if I if I meet someone from Afghanistan, can I assume they're a Muslim? Ninety nine percent of Afghanis are Muslim. Is that an unreal? Is that an unreasonable assumption in your mind? Mm, no, if they tell you, if, if, no, no, Afghani. no, no, they don't say anything. No, no, no. Just they, they didn't tell you anything. You have to. You, oh. You're making a judgment based upon what you know about this person. And what I know about if, if you if you need to make a very snap judgment, then like a tweet? I wouldn't say it's unreasonable. Like a tweet, like for a tweet. Example? Yeah, a, a tweet is not a snap judgment. Okay. It definitely a, is. A tweet, okay. I, 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 I can sit down. I and spend I can, five um, hours no, thoughtfully contemplating my tweets. I, maybe you do. I, actually, I know you don't based on your Twitter feed. So don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. really. Uh, by the way, speaking of snap judgments and Twitter feed, uh, care to explain what happened with your Twitter feed? I would like to know. Um, because you want to hold. I, this is this is what you want. You're here to say, hey, I'm I'm here to hold you accountable for a cringy tweet you had. Meanwhile, you deleted your whole Twitter history and said, I don't want to be held to account for cringy things I've said in the past. Okay, that was that was accidental because I didn't mean to tweet. Re uh, I didn't mean to delete recent tweets, um, and I miss and I and I will admit I'm uh, I messed up and I uh, and I misread a piece of red text. But you've got to understand that my grammar mistake that refers to um, the the nuances of tweet deletion doesn't really have as um, significant a um, as significant an effect on my. Um, an, an implication on my political views as mixing up Arab and Muslim instinctively and what basically <laughs> this is, is judging people based upon race. I uh, know. Yes. I, I said I wish I would have said Muslim. And then you you retweeted something yeah, that said, no, why did you delete this tweet? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You retweeted something that said, why did you delete this tweet? And it said this libtard special snowflakes are harassing her on the interwebs. So you were you were saying that you were making a judgment about me because I deleted my tweet and then subsequently deleted your entire Twitter history to avoid your cringy past because you wanted to rebrand yourself. So why should I give you any concessions in that department if you wouldn't give me any? Well, uh, uh, I didn't. Uh, what what did I um, what what did I uh what did I do? Um, what did I do exactly? I, I, I messed up. You both deleted tweets. I didn't. I kind of like say, Bond. You deleted, one tweet. you deleted fifty-one thousand tweets. How do I know you only deleted one tweet? <laughs> right, we wouldn't want to assume. <laughs> they yeah, would never assume. do that. The point is this: and, and actually, you, and actually you, that that site didn't even work. It only seemed to delete the first like couple hundred tweets, and it stopped. Okay. So, but but, yeah, but here's the thing: is you want to give yourself the benefit of the doubt and say, I don't want to be held to account. For things that I've said before that I didn't mean or weren't well expressed. And I am more than willing to give you that. But you're not willing to give Blonde that. Right. It, it wasn't just, it wasn't things that weren't necessarily well expressed. It was things I don't agree with anymore. And the fact is, I've probably um, also 
um, put out information I don't like, and um, I wouldn't be. Um, but Bond's telling you right now that out. that your but, interpretation right. of her tweet is not what she agrees with. Mm -hmm. And that it's not necessarily me what I meant. Um, so well, I, 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 I don't see how I'm that's not any even different. talking about the tweet. I'm not even talking about the tweet anymore. I'm talking about your clarification, and we've still uh, and we've still pointed out that your clarification is not really much better. Only because you dispute the assumptions made in it, which we believe to right. be completely reasonable assumptions. I mean, that's that. Uh, if that's the nature of the dispute, then that's the nature of the dispute, and we'll probably have to just agree to disagree on that. And um, and we are. I, I would like to move on with the latter half yeah, of the okay. show if everyone's um, comfortable with that. But but I will say thank you for doing this, and I also will say thank you for the the what you offered on not going after uh, associates of the show. Like I said, I'm fair game. Blonde's fair game, but. Anyone who appears on this show, just like I wouldn't, pe people may come to you and say things or not, but what I wouldn't want them to do is come to you and say, hey, Spino, you went on that show. You're a scumbag just for going on that show. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Any, any, I, and I welcome you guys to say any words before you dip off too. I don't want to just shut you down. Well, that, we got to restart fine. the call for our, yeah. for our formatting purposes. Yeah. No, I have wine. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, and ma'am, thank you for coming to uh, to try to maintain the peace. We appreciate that too. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I, was a I was a terrible moderator. <laughs> no, no, you kept you kept it uh, you kept it going in the right direction, and you were able to clarify some of his position that I didn't understand previously, and now I think I understand better. Yay! <laughs> so, thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, audience, one moment. I'll try to get Blonde back here. Hello. Hopefully this works. Ooh, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> the duct tape operation and its uh, its quest to become smooth production-wise. Okay. Um, any any thoughts? Any recap? I um. No, we didn't really get know. anywhere. I mean, I feel like I didn't argue it as as well as maybe I could have. <clears throat> maybe maybe my basketball analogy was way off. I don't know. Now I'm trying to rethink about it. Well, I think that that's a good point. I mean, physical characteristics. It's not just skin color. People are so hyper focused on on race, but you know, we we use physical characteristics to make judgment calls all the time about the world, about people, about all things. So I think that it was a fair point. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't wait to I can't wait to be memed or whatever. And I will <laughs> say, I've said it before. Disagree with what he says. Don't like how he went after the show, but I appreciate that he he showed up that he back a little up. bit. And yeah, he showed up. I got to give credit where credit is due. You show up, you get credit for me for sure. So as far as I'm concerned, um, clean slate with me. But, you know, I welcome back conflict. I'm not certain conflict with him. If he wants conflict with me, he can start that up. You know, there are going to be response videos. <laughs> About the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we, we do Let's have a bunch of stuff. It. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff to discuss. And of course, thank you to Memory as well for, for oh, yeah. helping us out with this. Uh, you want to talk PewDiePie first? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I looked at the notes here. We um we occasionally make mistakes on the show. No, not us. Yes, even us. Even this show, this amazing production. Last week with Memory and Jeff and Bering and uh, Tits, we talked about Netflix's Dear White People. And we talked about this guy, Jack P. Moore, the alleged writer of the show, who was tweeting out, fuck white people, and 
uh, like w- voting statistics that said, no, seriously, fuck white people. Now it's disputed whether or not he actually works on the show. And huh. Philip DeFranco noted his, the IMDB for dear white people does not list Jack P Moore as a writer. And I thought, ah, crap, we got faked. And, but I've gone back and looked at it too. Um, this is what's weird. Jack P Moore. This is his Twitter account. I looked at it and it still says current writer at Netflix's dear white people. Huh? So I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. It was suspended for a minute and then it came back. So I thought maybe he was suspended for lying, but it's still a verified account that says he writes for the show. In any case, um, as, uh, as that guy T notes, rules are rules. You are fake news. <laughs> and my favorite soundbite this week, the update. Very <laughs> fake news. Very fake news. We are very fake news. Love that. I, I don't have the full clip, but Trump this week at, at his press conference says to CNN, like, hey, I'm going to stop calling you uh, fake news. Instead, uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> very fake news. <laughs> Who, I think he was saying that to BBC, right? No, I think it was the same dude at CNN. I'm looking at it right now. He's got the CNN microphone. Oh, I just love him so much. Yeah. So uh, whether it's deserved or not, we are fake news. Or, you know, like I said, as, as T says, where it's due, you have to deliver it. And we are no exception. <laughs> so let's get into PewDiePie. I was tweeting out this week. What a strange week because Pierce Morgan and PewDiePie are my favorite people of the week. And that's not to say that I'm anti-PewDiePie. I don't hate PewDiePie. But forever to me, he's been this weird Swedish dude who used to play video games and does blow yeah. fists and PewDiePie and does his little thing. <laughs> I, I can't do it, but I, I don't get it. doesn't mean I hate him, but like I'm not going to go look up PewDiePie videos because I thought it was basically for 13-year-olds. Okay, well, apparently PewDiePie has much more serious... Uh, implications or much, much more dire messages or much more awful things to say that aren't suitable for 13 year olds and his 13 year old audience because the wall street journal uh, writes up this hit piece on PewDiePie noting he has made nine count them nine anti-Semitic jokes (laughs) in his videos since I believe August is what they counted. Um, so I, I have PewDiePie's words prepped. PewDiePie made a response that is, I mean, this thing is gigantic. Now, last I looked, it had like 12 million views. Oh, wow. Just a ridiculous amount of upvotes. Let's, let's get PewDiePie's assessment of the situation in his own words. I think most internet personalities can agree with me that the media generally doesn't like us very much. Variety, for example, posted in 2013, if PewDiePie is YouTube's top talent, we are all doomed. That was sort of my introduction to the media. This is in 2013. (laughs) And although I don't think I understood it at the time, I think what this article shows more than anything, old school media does not like internet personalities because they're scared of us. Now, over the years of me doing YouTube, I become less and less tolerant of the the media and what they're saying. If there's anything I learned about the media from being a public figure is how they blatantly misrepresent people for their own personal gain. Wall Street Journal, a well-known respected news outlet, posted that I, during the past six months, have made nine videos that have anti-Semitic messaging in it. So basically they went to the biggest brands that I work with, Disney and YouTube, and they pushed them to the corner and said, hey, what do you think about this? Hate? Look at this. Look at this. This is bad. Obviously cornering them, forcing them to sever their ties with me. I made a point that the media takes what I say out of context. They take that 
and put it out of context to use against me and to portray me as a Nazi. Well, your thoughts. Um, this is like a poorly done smear. Hmm. Poor, poor PewDiePie. Although he seems to be taking it in stride. I mean, I saw Sargon um pull up a list, like a screenshot of all of the uh, media coverage of this, and it, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's unimaginable how much work they have done to try to smear him. And he has a fan base of fifty six million. It seems really counterproductive to me. It seems yeah, like a well, really dumb move. Well, yeah, you're hitting on some of the things I think are interesting about this. And Sargon has done what I consider to be the best analysis of all of this that I've seen. So I would recommend, I think he's done two videos on it now at length uh, mm -hmm. and they're, and they're quite, they're quite well done. What's of note here, the wall street journal hired three staff members to comb through PewDiePie videos. And they've done this since August. And then and then they find anti-Semitic jokes. Ooh, he joked about the Jews. He joked about the Jews. Let's take that out of context. And then what do they do? They don't go to PewDiePie and say, hey, uh, you seem to joke about the Jews sometimes. Your thoughts? No, they actually go straight to, to Disney, a business partner of his. And like he said, then they kind of give him this, look at this. You can't have that. And think about this. And Sargon made this point too. Disney and Walt Disney himself specifically is known for among great cartoons that have done really well in a media empire that continues to live beyond his life. Anti-Semitism. If you're, if you're Disney, the company, you would like to distance yourself from anti-Semitism because that's a legacy that, that affects you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe the theme of anti-Semitism was just chosen out of nowhere. What, what this is, and I think Sargon hits this right. And I think, I mean, I'm comfortable with the evidence in play here. This is not simply some, honest exploration of an issue this is let's let's try to take down the biggest youtuber out there and how can we do it well we sever his business ties and how do we do that with something that the, the this particular company is very sensitive about and the wall street journal put three staff members on to do it is that's a big dedication of resources oh yeah yeah I, don't, I saw one of his tweets that said um the wall street journal showed up at my house and asked me if i'm ready to defend my position but they did that after all of this right yeah. Well, I saw okay. it in Sargon's video. Presumably they did it after. Um, yes. But but they didn't they didn't care about about talking to him first. They're like, ruin reputation first, get yeah. deals pulled first, and then we'll talk to you. Well, that, and you, you hit on this, too. Uh, I, I am not saying that PewDiePie is above criticism. Of course not. None of us are. None of us should be. However, however, you want to pick a fight with somebody on that level? Ooh, you better, you better be on point because I think PewDiePie is more powerful than YouTube itself. I think PewDiePie is more powerful than the wall street journal. Uh, PewDiePie is maybe one of the last people on the planet. I would want to have a media fight with. And what's yeah, interesting, yeah. what's interesting here is these headlines that you're talking about. Some of them were in Sargon's video. I want to highlight a few of them because <laughs> they talk about how PewDiePie doesn't get it, but let me, so here's, here's the Huffington post. How PewDiePie signifies the end of the Wild West and the start of a golden age of influencers. Oh, he's, we're going to crack down on these things now. Here's a Mike headline. PewDiePie's apology for Nazi jokes shows that he still doesn't get it. This Wired headline. Uh, PewDiePie's fall shows the, the limits of lol JK. Uh, PewDiePie's fall. PewDiePie's fall? Really? That seems a little presumptuous. He got like 120,000 new subscribers the day yeah. that this broke. PewDiePie Which isn't particularly fall. unusual, I've got to admit. But he, his subscriber base certainly didn't go down. Yes. And 
I think that there's a lot more people like me who previously didn't really care about PewDiePie's content that much, but who see this type of character assassination or assault on his business uh, and go, oh, okay, well, I'm a thousand percent team PewDiePie now. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was kind of apathetic about him on YouTube, and now I'm like, loyal fan for life. (laughs) Fuck you, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, pretty much. And, And actually, I think, if anything, I think he was too apologetic. The, yeah. In parts of his video, he's like, oh, I'm not saying I could joke about whatever I want and not be held to account, of course. He kind of apologized, saying he went, he clearly went too far. I'm like, eh, I don't even think you have to go that far, man. I, I think, thought it was funny. I thought his video was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and and so I, I think, if anything, he conceded too much. But hey, he's the one in 50, with 53 million subscribers, and I'm the one you know, with my duct tape production show. <laughs> so I, I defer to PewDiePie's judgment in terms of how to succeed on this platform. Right, right. A little off topic, but Disney did have Sarah Silverman, um, not or they, they cast her in a bunch of stuff. I'm not really sure how she's associated, but uh, and she's done blackface and she's said horribly anti-Semitic things before. Um, yeah. so, so they're that, not consistent in the standard. It seemed like they they really were out for PewDiePie. So that's um that's the question here is. If, if you accept that premise that this is this is a, a character smear on PewDiePie, is this the first battle in the the legacy media versus the new media war? Like, are we are are we all going to become soldiers now and, and take part in this fight? I, I mean, I it seemed think- like a last gasp of The Wall Street Journal, if you especially because they have an old readership as well. If you want to get in new people into your publication, um, it seems so counterproductive to go after somebody with a young fan base of 56 million. They have, PewDiePie has like, I think eight times, seven or eight times the amount of daily viewership of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why would they do this? And it also seemed like they wanted um, something to make them appear to go against anti-Semitism. Like that specifically was their MO. Yeah, I, I do believe that, that that's specific to the Disney to the targeting of Disney. He also had his his show Scare PewDiePie canceled on YouTube. So YouTube has even distanced themselves to the extent that they can, which sort of surprises me. And if I I would hope somebody scoops him up, honestly. Oh, yeah, I would hope yeah. he gets more endorsement deals and more production deals at this point. And like they, I YouTube would have shut him down if it wasn't going to cause such a ruckus. I mean, people would freak out. Yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, that's really all I got on PewDiePie. I, I I hope this is not an omen for things to come, but I I I hoped the mainstream media, the legacy media, these newspapers, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, all of them would just kind of die a natural death like old people do. But instead, <laughs> they've become a crazy old grandpa who's going to try to kill us all. Apparently, I know. If this, if He's got this dementia. Is, yeah. So you know, I've I don't know. Can we euthanize grandpa humanely? That will be the goal. <laughs> that will be the goal. But we'll have to figure it out. You want to talk? Um, somehow I got sucked into all real-time videos this week. Oh, it was so I, good. I was, I was fascinated by Jim Jeffries and Pierce Morgan that we talked about last week. So I had to dive into that a little bit further because I think there's a lot of takeaways in that exchange that we need to be mindful of as opponents of the regressive left and what to expect in terms of their argumentation. And then, of course, midweek, Milo is announced as the one-on-one guest. And Jeremy Scahill, this other guest, this Intercept writer, does this big virtue signal about how he will not be a part of something that gives a platform to such a terrible person. And, and then since then, of course, the show happened on Friday night. And 
Milo did the one-on-one -on -one interview, which as I expected was probably more agreeable than certain liberals would have liked. Cause I thought, Oh, they, they've been deplatformed at Berkeley, both of them. So they have common mm -hmm. ground there. They are both free speech absolutists. Essentially they're going to have common ground there. Uh, so the one-on-one -on -one interview was only mildly contentious. And then they do the overtime segment after the show, <laughs> the rest of the panelists really go after Milo. And I think there's a lot of things to talk about there. So let's see what happened uh, on real time. You look like Bruno, <laughs> but uh, you know, he said he was 19. You know, I told her to dial down the contouring. She didn't listen. Your makeup lady was just crazy. Uh, all right. You were so, um, let's say, helped by the fact that liberals just always take the bait. All I, I care about is free speech and free expression. I want people to be able to be, well, do, I, and say yeah, I, anything. You know These what? days, you're right. That's a conservative position. I care about the environment and living also. When you make liberals crazy, Yes. For that part of liberalism that has gone off the deep end. Most of it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're about the you. only good one. No, I, you're literally the only good no, one. I am so Your not. side has gone insane. The yeah. Democrats are the party of Lena Dunham. These people are mental. You're a little broken, and you're very wrong about certain things. Like, like comedians. Well, like broken. Black Lives Matter is a hate group, and that there's no such thing as white privilege. I mean, you do know that that's We're happy to do, you know, look, we, we can disagree on those things, and that's wonderful. The one thing that should unite us, the one thing that we, I think that you and I can both agree on, is that... Yes. If you don't show up to debate, you lose. Right. And if you don't, Abs and, and if also, you don't, and also, stop taking the bait, liberals. The fact that oh they all freaked out. Wasn't about it pathetic? This little impish British fag. I know. You, you fucking schoolgirls. <laughs> you schoolgirls. It's so ridiculous. Okay, and then they do the overtime segment here. And the context that's going to start is Milo was asked by Bill about this transgender student in uh, at University of Milwaukee. We've we talked about it a little bit on the call-in show, and we've talked about it elsewhere. This was a student, as Milo will explain, who made a public cause about suing the school and, and being a trans woman, so a man transitioning to a woman, suing the school to get into the bathrooms, made himself a public figure by doing so. And Milo talked about that. And then, of course... People accuse him of outing someone or doxing someone or revealing someone's name when, in fact, this person had been very public about their campaign all along. So I just want to have proper context for the start of this uh, this debate with the rest of the panelists here, one of which is Larry Wilmore and the other is a um, intelligence person. I forget what, what his name or position was, but a former intelligence uh, uh, person in the U.S. government. I should be better at that. That person <laughs> yeah. who was a, you know, an activist who took their own... Uh, university to court to force his way into the, chain, the the female locker rooms had already left college by the time I gave that speech. And that was totally misreported by the press. Oh, I just think it's sad because the same arguments that we use against gay people, treating them like aliens who just wanted to fuck anything that moved. So if you say, well, that person is weird or they want to do, commit sexual assault, then everybody thinks all transgender people want to do is commit sexual assault. Well, they are disproportionately involved in those kinds well, of crimes. I, they're what? <sighs> Vastly disproportionately involved in sex crime. Who is? Yes. Of hey, so course. What statistic? I, okay. I, I, I don't that's, know. That's I, not. That's not a controversial statistic. You were talking about confusion. Were we talking about you? 
What? Because you sound very confused. You were talking about, about people being confused about their sexuality, their no, position in the world. No, I'm you know, not. I mean, I've been to Port Said in Naples, and you look like you've been there a few times. But <laughs> say, do you always have to fight with everybody? I don't. We were having such along, a nice time, but I you know. always invite such awful people on your show. These are not They're so stupid. Look at no, come on. You need, to, you need to start uh, inviting <laughs> higher IQ guests, or this I'm is going to be a disaster. First of all, these are very high. Wait, hold on, Bill. You can go fuck yourself, all right? Yeah. You didn't hear a word this man said no. early in this segment because yes. he can talk circles around your right. pathetic, this guy. douchey little ass for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Leslie Jones is not barely literate. Go fuck yourself again for that oh, one. Oh, read okay? her Twitter She can barely spell. Are you American? No. no. He's not oh, American. Fuck off. <laughs> Beautiful from the left. Now their best argument is "fuck off, you're an immigrant." That's some horseshoe <laughs> shit, right there. Yeah, exactly. God. That that's what's awesome is, I think Milo's the one person that could get that audience to cheer for xenophobia. Right? <laughs> Imagine we were talking about that. Imagine um, Milo saying that to like a Muslim panelist from some other country. Oh you're an American? God. No. Well, fuck off. Like they'd boo, racist, xenophobe. Yeah. God. So, I and then they make um, fun of him for looking gay, right? Well, he calls him Bruno and the the one panelist, the the Malcolm guy who's the intelligence um veteran says something to the effect of like you look like the people I've seen at these in these kind of bluesy cities or whatever, you know. Can so, you imagine um, if the shoe were on the other foot? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's totally a, a double standard. Um I I have some frustrations on both parts, I think. I don't think it was um I don't think it was perfectly executed by either party, but you know, nothing ever is from the, the, the one-on-one -on -one interview. I was a little bit frustrated that, that Mar made some of those accusations. Uh, like we don't agree on this or you're wrong on that. And then didn't really give him an opportunity to explain it. Now Milo kind of didn't seize that opportunity in a couple spots and said, it's fine if we disagree, you know, he's allowed to do that. But I think the they end, wanted to stay on topic about free speech though. Yeah. And at, but at the end, he said, um, Bill, and I didn't have the clip in there, but if you watch it, Bill says something like, well, if you love free speech, you pick the wrong candidate. And then uh, Milo says like, no, he's awesome. He's, oh, we don't have time to debate it. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> so it was kind of a charge that was not, um, that he didn't get a proper response on. That was a little bit frustrating. I thought Milo, I mean, given the hostile environment, I thought he did fairly well. And I thought he got the points home that he needed to, which is like, you don't show up to debate, you lose. We need to value free speech, even if you don't like me. Um, but I thought that there were times, even in the overtime, where he was probably a little bit more insulting than he needed to be. But that, Oh, I thought he was so much nicer than he needed to be. Oh, well, <laughs> there we go. I was like, why is he know. so dialed back? And then there were a few um, there were a few times that I'm like, this is a perfect kill shot opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but I think he wanted to keep the appearance of camaraderie, you know, as a healing gesture. I do. Yeah, it's... Um... That's interesting. I don't know. I, I guess specifically, I thought the the low IQ or the stupid people comment was a a little bit unnecessary. Like, I, don't get me wrong. It's not. Yeah, even... but they called him an impish fag, so everything is fair game. Well, Bill did, and he was joking. I guess maybe he wasn't. Maybe you could make an argument that he wasn't. <laughs> Milo's very tall, by the way. <laughs> I I think uh, my point is I think he's smart enough to get under their skin with something more elegant than that. But right. Right. Hey man, I, it, it's gotta be tough to go onto that show into that. He could hardly so. get a word in edgewise anyway. And you know, the yeah. Bill Maher audience, they'll just, Ooh. 
with anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially xenophobia now. I can't get over that. It's so great. But, but that was basically it. Um, no word yet from Jeremy Scahill, the dude who backed out, at least not that I've seen. I did look at his Twitter feed a little bit ago. I didn't see any commentary or anything. So I don't know. Um, overall successful performance. I thought that he was successful in demonstrating he's not quite the evil monster that they make him out to be. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it works out for him. Of course, the news now is that he's going to speak at CPAC, featured speaker at CPAC. And so now the conservative establishment is all up in arms about that. he's he's you know he has said these crazy things in the past that's not conservative okay i really wish he would have this is unrelated but i really wish he would have backed up that tranny claim oh that's right thank you for reminding me um because i saw that blair white tweeted about that and she's like that is absolutely untrue and generally she's she's pretty fastidious about research and so i'm i'm apprehensive to just believe that one i wish he would have said you know they are they disproportionately commit sex crime then some statistics about that that we could go and verify but You know, yeah, he and did, he had he, that opportunity. He did treat it as basically self-evident without substantiating right. it. And I, right. Substantiating it. And I tried to look into it and I don't see obvious evidence for the idea that transgender people are disproportionately committing sex crime. However, I do welcome that evidence where it exists. So if someone has it, I would right. be happy to take a look at it or evidence to the alternative. My point is I just don't see evidence because a lot of this stuff, a lot of this like scientific study of the trans community is just almost impossible, both, both because they can be hard to identify and because they're so small. Right. So, oh, Jay Fry just pointed out something very interesting. He said prostitution is a sex crime. And so it's not ah. just, so So that might be true, but so that that would matter too. What is the definition of sex crime? Because I think people hear that and they assume molestation, you know, they assume rape, they assume, things uh, prostitution is arguably a victimless crime in mm-hmm. fact i would say it's a victimless crime but somebody would probably dispute that it's a lot different than molestation um rape that kind of stuff and that is what people upon. think when they are talking about sex crime um so if he was just talking about prostitution i think that was misleading but i don't know because he didn't give us enough context so yeah that's all i got on uh on milo on real time i do have one more story one thing to play that you might enjoy um, there's probably not a lot to say on it, but since we started off this latter half of the show with our fake news, there's a trend on CNN lately where people kind of troll them or with, with the term fake news and whether it's intentional or not, there's some, dis- there's some dispute about whether it's intentional. People have a habit of just in the latter case, it's absolutely intentional. In the former case, it's arguable, but people have a habit of just being kind of kicked off the show if they mention fake news, even if it's clearly in jest. So first we have Bernie Sanders with, uh, with host, what's her name? Burnett, Aaron Burnett, something like that. Uh, I forget what her name is anyway. And then we have Don Lemon and one of his guests. So let's check these out. We're inaugurated about sanctions being trying to. I haven't seen that. I'll look at that. He says he knows nothing about it. Hasn't seen any of these reports. Um, is that a problem? Well, I don't know. Maybe he was watching CNN fake news. What do you think? <laughs> you don't that buy it. was a joke. I, I know it was a joke. I'm saying you, you, don't, um, you don't buy what he said, obviously. Aaron? Yes. I'm sorry, Senator. I'm saying you obviously don't buy what he said. You, you, you believe that, that he has seen these reports. I mean, to your Kevin, point. Kevin, I'm not. Oh, are we on? Uh, it looks like we've lost. Okay connection with Senator Sanders. So let's just try to get that back up. Um, 
Do we have him back? Okay, so what we're going to do is take a break. I don't want to waste our time. We only have the senator for a few minutes. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, continue our... Okay, and here's Don Lemon. And they're talking about, I think, the cost of security for the first family, which has been reportedly high. That's the context for this conversation. I want to bring in Paris now. Sorry, I hate to cut you guys short, but I want to get it all in before we have to go. Paris, what's your, what do you think? I think this is fake news. This is, this is, not, this is not a news story. Don, Tell me what about it, it is fake, Paris. We're going to go. Are we going be, down be, this be, road be, again? Yeah, we are. Come on, Paris. I, I didn't interrupt Paris. any of you all. Let me just tell you why. The president is not breaking any laws, and he's not doing anything. It's not his okay, fault. Okay, Paris, hold on. Let that, me ask you this. No, 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 no. Let me this. ask you. I'm going to let it's you not, finish. I'm going to let you finish. Do you actually know what the definition of fake news is? Fake news is when you put out a story to intentionally deceive someone, and you know that it is wrong. There is nothing fake about that. Please stop it with that stupid talking point that it is a fake news story. If you don't want to participate in the news stories on this network, then don't come on and participate. But don't call them fake because you don't agree with them. Go on. Don. This is a fake news story, in my opinion, because the okay, underlying Paris, assumption is that... Thank you very much, everyone. That... Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Good night, all. <laughs> so you wouldn't let him explain why he calls it fake news. Oh, my God. Well, they knew that if they dropped one more uh, interview that people would get suspicious. I mean, they do it all the freaking time. So at some point, they have to be like, sorry, you can't explain. Yeah, you can't use it, that tactic every time. They had it during the campaign season, too. I think there was a case, correct me if I'm wrong, but someone spoke about WikiLeaks with uh, Chris Cuomo or something damning to the Clinton campaign. I can't remember and mysteriously disconnected. So in Don Lemon's case, it's, there's no mysterious disconnection, but if, if as CNN is saying the the Bernie Sanders thing was a mysterious disconnection, so get, get some tech people to figure out what's going on technology wise at CNN. Cause it seems to be happening at very, it's not that it should never happen with a network that's on, on as you know, they're pretty much 24 hour, although I'm sure they repeat some of it, but uh, if it's I mean, happening have we ever had that problem? I mean, we yeah, Skype. the duct tape production doesn't even have that problem. But it's yeah. not just that it's not just the frequency. It's the timing. It is like as soon as these people say these trigger words, nope, they're cut. It's like the producers have an agreement on this. They, they know, have to. Yeah, it might be tinfoil hattery. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, it it's not. It, it's the timing of it. It's that's what makes it suspect. And even Bernie Sanders, when he's I mean, his joke fell flat. It was a crap joke, but. Uh, if he's not even allowed to, to that was so cringe. It. I was over here like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the difference between us and CNN. You can come on and call us fake news. In fact, we'll call ourselves fake news when yeah, we deserve yeah. it. Uh, in fact, yep. very fake news, very fake news. That is our, that is our new motto around here. I should get, should get like a little ticker across the screen here. <laughs> uh, with, with fake news stories that would up our integrity a little bit, but just a yeah. little. It's been, uh, the, you know, we have a habit of uh, making hours disappear. So the hour is gone. Unless wow. you got more. I'm No, it's 4 a.m. here. I'm going to hit yeah. the hay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me, um, let me play our lovely Bearing and Sugar Tits song that we usually do. Uh, be sure to be nice to our guests, Spinosaurus Kin and Memory Holiday, for helping us make that debate possible. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You can tell us how much we sucked on Twitter afterwards. <laughs> you can find their channels and Twitter accounts linked in the description. Thanks, as always, to our live viewers like uh, and live chatters like Jay Fry, giving us information, shitposting away, while we try to maintain sincerity. If you're listening on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material, including the call-in show, on the audio platform, so check those out. iTunes, Google Play, 
all linked conveniently there in the description for you. You can always send us an email, give us your questions, requests, or suggestions at beauty at, uh, and the beta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Cause if it's Sunday, gosh, I'm sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not meet the press. It's beauty and the beta. We'll see you then. Bye guys.